and welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Welcome back, sisters. Thank you for joining me again this week. Thank you. I'm here. So, I'm ready to go. Me too. I'm very yeah. excited. Yeah. Yeah. What, why, why are you so excited? I don't know. I'm just pumped up. I just came off of a long week of hospital service. Just finished it up. Feeling good. Had my yogurt this morning. They had vegetable lasagna in the cafeteria today at work. That is my favorite thing that they serve in the cafeteria at the hospital, <laughs> and I ate it. Well, wow. good for you, Sydney. Who, who else is feeling great? Woo! I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, you know. I woke up like an hour ago, and uh, I had a, a yerba mate, so that's okay. That's not any vegetable lasagna, but that's good in my book. My book of things that are good. I've already eaten two meals today. I, I only had a granola bar, um, but I'm okay. It's, okay. It's, it's, it's going to be a long day. Well, now that me. we know what everyone had for breakfast, this Good, is the opening was... segment. Yo, what's your breakfast? <laughs> Good job, girls. <laughs> breakfast roundup. <laughs> breakfast roundup. <laughs> breakfast roundup with the scissors Smurl. This is a new bit we're trying. Let, let us know how you feel about it. <laughs> the pen bits needed a while ago didn't work so well, so we're trying to come up with something new. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the breakfast bit would be my new thing. The breakfast mm-hmm. bit. Breakfast yeah. roundup with the girls. You got to listen to this show still buffering. They got this great breakfast bit. <laughs> it's just all of them saying what they had for breakfast. But it's so, uh, I mean, you just, you got to listen. Like it's, yeah. I know it sounds really boring, but I, I promise it's not. Mm. Uh, you know what? Everybody was a big fan of on our Facebook group a week or two ago. What? Well, it was a picture of my big giant cat. Your big giant fat cat that made me laugh during episodes uh, a few times ago. That's you do right. have the biggest cat in the world. I do. I have a big giant cat. Um, <laughs> her name is CJ. That's Claudia Jean. We got a few emails about health concerns about your yes. cat. <laughs> I tried to tell everybody, like, I know. I know. I am trying. We, <laughs> we got her diet food. We got her a pet cat. <laughs> that didn't help. But everybody seemed to really love my big giant cat, and that's because everybody loves pets. I I always see those clips of like the cat in like with water wings on, like running in water as like a way for fat cats to lose weight. You should think about that because it's also really silly looking. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, I was actually I was getting ready for work, and I have to go in extra extra early when I'm on hospital service. So uh, Justin and Charlie were still asleep, so I was like creeping around trying to get ready in the bathroom and stuff, and not wake anybody up. And I hear like a little bit of a scratch on the bathroom door. And I'm thinking like, oh, the cats, they're waiting to be fed. They, you know, I feed them every morning and I'm like, oh, they're waiting to be fed. They hear me up. But then the scratch turns into a thud and the door flies open and both of our cats come spilling in the door, (laughs) like on me, like they knocked my bathroom door open. (laughs) <laughs> that used to happen to us a lot um, to the point where mom and dad moved with our cats, moved a big trunk in front of their bedroom door <laughs> when they slept because the cat would just knock down the door. That's what literally like, well, CJ did most of the heavy lifting. Amelia's like a normal sized cat. So she just kind of hung back. But CJ was like the battering ram. She like smashed open the bathroom <laughs> door and then they both kind of stumbled in and then just stood there looking at me like shocked. Like, well, now we're here. So what do we do? I don't know what we do here, though. <laughs> what are you doing? What's that? That's not food. Where's our food? That's a concealer stick. That's not going to help me. <laughs> Please get me some food. Um, that was our transition 
<laughs> We're talking about pets. Yeah. You're clearly talking about pets. Yeah. <laughs> pets. Pets, pets, pets. Not everybody has them, but they're cool. Pets. Unless you don't like them. Unless you don't like them. <laughs> That's fine, too. You don't have to like pets. You can do your thing. You could have a fish. A fish doesn't really come as a pet. It's more like a decorative item. <laughs> hey, that's really mean if you were a fish. Don't, don't objectify fishes, all right? Those are little lives. Those are little fishy lives you're little just saying are objects. Lives. I also have killed multiple fish in my life. Intentionally? Uh, no. Um, I remember when I, my first pet ever, pretty much, I was, I think, preschool or kindergarten, and I remember going through a significant number of fish in a very short time period because for some reason I could just not keep fish alive. I mean, I feel like all you do is you you put the little pellety flakes in their water like twice a day. But not that's too taking many. care of a fish. But not too right. many because well, then they die. Well, I mean that's true. Like don't overfeed them. But that's now Riley. That's true for most animals. Well, <laughs> yeah, Sydney. But I was also like four. <laughs> I was well, like, here you go, Sister Barbara Fish. You did call her Sister Barbara Fish. I don't know why. Why was that her name? Why was her name? I remember that now that you say that. And she, I didn't just call her one of those three things. It was no, always it was Sister, Sister Barbara, Barbara Fish. Fish. Was she, like, had she t- taken, like, the vows? The vows. <laughs> Sister Barbara. Is she a practicing nun? Can a fish be a nun? Sister Barbara I don't Barbara know if that's a question I can answer. <laughs> If you happen to be a fish and are also a nun, please let us know. Give us a shout out. <laughs> We're fine with it. We're not judging. We're just curious. We're just confused. <laughs> you did call her sister Barbara Fish. I forgot about that. Yep. Um, I also had several. You did. You had lots of fish. I don't think, Taylor, I don't think we ever had fish. No, I don't think we ever did. I didn't. Um, just because we had, had a fish that he oh. hated all growing up, but it never died. It lived forever. How can you hate a fish? Like, they are the most innocuous pet. How can you hate a fish? I don't know. I just remember him saying, like, when we started dating, he was like, and this is my fish. I hated it. But it it just, it's lived forever. Maybe that was just his thing to, like, make you think he was cool. (laughs) Here's our fish. I've got a fish, but whatever. I hate it. I wish it died. It's no big deal. It's, like, stupid. I hate that fish. Edgy fish hatred. Just, like, swimming around in there, like, bloop, bloop, bloop. What is the niggas doing in there? I hate that fish. Um, no, we. I. Mom says we had a bird. I have no memory of having a bird. Birds make me anxious now. Mm-hmm. I could not have a bird now because they. I feel like they. They're like erratic. They seem volatile to me. Birds as creatures. Birds, <laughs> birds seem volatile, and that they may do anything at any moment, and you can't predict them. I mean, yeah. If you put them in a cage, like they can't do much. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I don't, the idea of putting up, of having a bird in a cage, and this is just me, and it's probably just some sort of silly poetic thought. I just wouldn't, that would make me feel sad. I would like yeah. to be friends with a bird, like have a close personal bird friend. Close personal that, like, bird friend. <laughs> you know, like when I sit out on my fire escape and drink coffee, my bird friend comes and like chills with me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I would not, I would want to have a mutual respect for me and the bird. I don't want to be the bird's master. Right, like a Disney princess relationship with birds. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They make your clothes for you. They land yeah, they, on your shoulder. They they hold your dress up so you can step into it in the uh-huh. morning. Wow. That's about it. That would be cool. That would be a cool relationship. And I, I would also, you know, like, maybe we could do like a duet, me and the bird. Like... <laughs> 
what duet would you perform with your close personal bird friend? I haven't, I haven't worked that out yet. I have to get the close personal bird friend, and uh, and then I, then I, that's step two. Have to step assess one. its vocal range, see what <laughs> yeah. parts it's willing to play, <laughs> <laughs> what instruments it can perhaps play. <laughs> mom, mom says that we had a bird, and that uh, when the bird unfortunately uh, left this plane of existence. It, uh, there were no tragic circumstances. I think it just in, it got to the end of its natural bird life. You're going to say ended its life. No, <laughs> that's, no well, that was not the situation. It is pretty depressing. I, I think uh, she, Oregon. she didn't want to tell me. So she put a flower in the cage instead. So the next day when I came in, instead of a bird, it was a flower. And you thought it turned into a flower. I don't know. I like, see the thing is like, when you call me stupid for killing a fish, <laughs> It clearly so didn't traumatize me because I don't remember the bird itself. So and what was the lesson the there? Like, all all birds eventually turn into flowers. <laughs> <laughs> all what the flowers the, in the land is just a sea of dead birds. What happened when the flower died? I wonder. That is the final life cycle of a bird. Yeah. <laughs> it starts out as an egg, then it turns into a bird, then it turns into a flower, and then it returns to the earth. Birds are magical creatures. <laughs> And then it turns into a worm. And then the bird eats the worm, and then it turns into an egg. Oh, that's it. The life's a circle of life. That's super wrong. That's not what birds do. It all turn into flowers. And that's birds. birds. The more you know. <laughs> You're um, welcome. This is educational as well, but you didn't know that. That's come Listen from a doctor. Kids, it must be teach true. Teach them about the cycle of life. <laughs> The bird cycle. The bird cycle. Like, um, the one kind of pet I remember having more than any other kind of pet, me personally, was fake pets. Electronic pets. <laughs> mm. Those are the pets of the future. Pets of the future. They're not pets. Um, my personal favorites were Webkins and Nintendogs. Because Webkins, you got a like a little furry friend that sat with you, but also it wasn't really and almost you didn't have to take care of it. And um, you also got an electronic version that you could play games with. And then Nintendogs were just like, I don't know if anyone else had this problem playing Nintendogs. Please let me know. Because I always got mad at myself playing Nintendogs and would have to end up buying a new copy of the game or starting a new save file. Because it got to the point in your dog's life where you could enter it in dog shows. But Lil Riley could never figure out how to make her dog good at dog shows. So it was always just me going to dog shows and hoping I'd do really well. And then it just being like, you got last place. You earn no money. Your dog Aww. is sad. And that was it. <laughs> it was like, I don't know what to do. Now my dog is sad. But then you just buy a new Nintendog and it's fine. Wait. What? Okay, hold on. Wait, then you buy a new Nintendog? Yeah. Why? Why? Because, because your character the dog... in the game can own multiple dogs. But wait, if your dog loses a dog show, you punish it by getting rid of it and getting a new no, dog? No, I, I kept it. But it would just like sit at home and I'd feed it sometimes. <laughs> the other dog became my new dog and I started trying at dog shows with this new dog. Uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> none of them ever won. This is so mean. Why do you have to bench your Sydney, other dog? They were Nintendogs. They were on my Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> but no, I'm not arguing about you. Like the game itself. Why can't you take the dog that Sydney, lost the Sydney, dog show? Sydney. Try to make these are electronic animals. Well, help it learn from its experience, grow as a Nintendog, and then come to conquer the next dog show. You know what? <laughs> I bet you could do that. 
but I could never figure it out. It was always just, I did one dog show after I had spent weeks taking this dog on walks and taking on actual walks by walking my Nintendo 3DS with me, or DS, and uh, feeding it and playing toys with it and taking it to the dog park, and it still never won. Well, how does that make it good at a dog show? I mean, you take it to like... <laughs> I don't like know you what dog it. shows entail, but I don't think now, it's like, this dog can walk. This I dog can eat food. I'm they walk go, around. I'm going to go into a descriptive uh, description of, <laughs> of Nintendogs with you. Um, you take it to the dog park that has the same obstacles as the dog shows. Yeah. You're supposed oh, to teach it how okay. to do them. Are there obstacles in dog shows? It was like jumping Not over actually, things no. and like walking over like a seesaw okay. and like walking through a tube or something, which like, well, it, again... It's just walking through things, but somehow I always did badly. The, the, did, the, but that's not you, real dog shows, right? Like, I'm asking a like real a question. It's a dog obstacle course? A is dog obstacle course? But is that a real thing, dog though? Dog, dog shows. course. I've never watched a dog show. I'm asking. I haven't either. I just lost it all of them in Nintendogs. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think the collective Smurl Girl experience has much dog show information to uh, share with the world. So. <laughs> I, do, I don't know. I, I was, I'm a cat person. I don't know what they do at dog shows. And you know what? To be honest, even if we had a dog, because someday we might, because Justin really wants one, I still won't watch dog shows. So I still won't know. No no information here. We had, growing up, Tamagotchis, which I think probably talked about before. Uh, I don't think, I can't really give you too much of a hard time about your your Nintendogs, because I don't think I ever managed to have a Tamagotchi live, like, a happy life. It usually died in its own feces by, like, (laughs) I guess, like, week two. (laughs) You know what's sad is that it always, like, they build it like it could turn into other things, like your Tamagotchi might look different. My Tamagotchis always look like these little, like, circular ducks, like these little round duck shaped uh, yeah. objects uh, yeah. like creatures they always look the same they never looked any different and you're right tay i would always like i would have the best intentions i had it on a keychain so like i carried it with me everywhere it was hooked to my very cool belt loop and, and your jinkos <laughs> it was hooked to the belt loop of my very cool jinko jeans and i still killed them in poop they always die in poop that's terrible <laughs> that's the bad just... thing about tamagotchis is much like real pets they are always on and they always require <laughs> attention. I need a, I need a more Nintendo level pet that you can turn off whenever you like, and when you come back, nothing has changed. This yeah. is why Riley has no pets. Do not this worry, everyone no listening at home right now. If you are terrified, thinking, please let Riley have no pets, she does not. Um, for a long time, I was allowed to have lots of pets. For example, let me go through my list: twenty oh. fish, probably within a month. Um, a, a guinea pig, a bunny, a hamster, a dog. And two cats. That's true. I've had all of those pets. I mean, but, more accurately, our mother has had all those pets. Yes. <laughs> and how I long kept the hamster in my room? Did it? Ha- did any of those pets outlast a year? <laughs> um. Okay. So here's the thing. Only <laughs> one of the, only yeah. Only one of those pets ever died, and that was my guinea pig Pupcake. I don't know how she died. I came home from school and her cage was gone. And mom told me she had taken her out to clean her cage. And the next day her cage was back in, but she was not. Um, so I don't know what happened to her. I, mom told me she died of a cold. I don't remember what happened to Pupcake, if I'm being completely honest. I, I'm, I'm sure mom told me at the time. Yeah. I don't I, think it, it was anything somehow. sinister. I think it was just that maybe, again, it came to the end of its natural it guinea pig it's lifespan. Natural guinea pig life. And nobody knew how to tell you. Mom and dad were never very good at dealing with, like, the loss of pets. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Um, that's why most of my other pets, all of my other pets, I've, have just been, they have not died with us. We have passed them on to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but my longest pet, though, is Tinkerbell, my cat, who I had for seven years, mm-hmm. eight years. And I took care of her. You did? I did. She was my yeah. cat. And she got fat. So. And she is she is beloved in a different she family is. now. She is. Yeah, she is still she is still with us on this. She she's not gone. <laughs> no, she's just in a different family, being cared of by a, a little girl who yeah loves her. Who really so. wanted a cat? So. Yeah, but mom and dad were never very good at that. I I remember I had a cat once that I don't know if they gave it away. I think they gave it away without telling me, and they told me it was eaten by a possum. Do you remember? I remember this? that. <laughs> yeah, they said, "Oh, she got eaten by a possum." I Which mean, is <coughs> so much yeah. worse than we gave your cat away. Yeah. Like, no, your cat was brutally murdered by a murder possum. <laughs> by a murder possum. I think, was that Trouble or Tommy Girl? I mm, I think that was Trouble. I think that was Trouble. We had a cat. We're so clever that we named Trouble. Because that cat, let me tell you, was <laughs> Trouble. Was quite a Wacky. And got into so much trouble. And... The the thing I should reference this. The thing about us having all these pets is that Dad does not like. Dad hates pets. Animals. Mm. He doesn't. Well, I mean, I don't want to say hate. You're right. He doesn't want to have pets. He doesn't yeah. hate I don't animals. Think he hates He's animals. fine with animals being out in the world. He just yeah. doesn't want them in his home. Yeah. He's a very tidy man, and animals always come with a fair amount of like regular grossness. So I think. That's, and I think it's fair to say that right. all three of us, at certain times in our pet owning lives, um, when we are still like living at home, of course, not with like our own independent pets. Um, we're not the best at saying we'd take care of a pet and then always being the one to take care of a pet. No. If that is a fair assessment. No. No. I, I know that I, that I was very lax, especially when yeah. I was younger on, I mean, I think I was always very good at feeding animals, but we, for a lot of my youth, we had cats mm-hmm. and litter boxes. I know mom ended up doing that. Yeah. And then by extension, dad, because dad was always the tidier of our two parents. <laughs> and so... <laughs> A, a litter box would bother dad a lot quicker than it than would it bother, would bother mom <laughs> or anybody else in the house. Yeah. And so dad would end up sometimes having to clean out the litter box, which he hated doing because he never wanted to have any pets in the first place. Right. right. I feel like that probably contributed towards some of dad's hatred of us owning pets was the fact that he always was the one to end up uh, cleaning them. Right. Um, and their, their areas. Um, but I, I think that's true for probably all kids when they say they want a pet really bad. They're right. like, I, I promise I'll take care of it, and I promise it'll be mine, and I will watch her forever, and I will love her forever. And then, you know, you don't. Right. Because pets are a lot of work. They're a lot of work. If, yeah, to take care of a pet properly, it's a lot we'll of say, work. That's why we have always had cats, I think, is cats are less work. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to take cats outside to let them use the bathroom. Cats are a lot more independent. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to take cats on walks. I mean, that's the thing with like a dog. Yeah. You don't just feed it and, and like let it poop outside. Right. You also <laughs> have to like exercise it and play yeah. with it. And cats, like when you're sitting, they might want to come sit on you. And that is pleasant <laughs> that for is both pleasant. parties. <laughs> but that doesn't require like a lot of work on your part. You just sit and be warmed by a cat. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I always think it's crazy on my way to school in the mornings at like 7.15 when I'll be driving down and it's still mostly dark outside and there are people in their pajamas and robes in like 20 degree weather with their dogs. I applaud those people because I could never do that. You know what I would say about them? They must love dogs. Like the movie. <laughs> um, like the movie it, must love dogs. Is that a movie? Yeah, that's a movie, right? That is a movie. That is a movie that you've never, referenced. 
It's a movie. Great job, Cindy. Good one. Mega blockbuster hit. <laughs> must love dogs. <laughs> what an excellent cultural talking point, Sid. <laughs> I just think there's a movie about people who love. I think it's like an, a personal ad, and also you must love dogs. <laughs> if you want to be with me, you also must love dogs. Uh, I would be my lover. You got to must love dogs. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would agree with that, but with cats, because I don't think I could. That's an automatic deal breaker. Like. It's not about if you get along with me, it's you get along with my cat because right. he's the man of this house. So <laughs> you better be okay with that. So you have to ask Jack's blessing? Uh, basically. <laughs> like he has I? a side. I have a, I have like a, a full size bed and he has a side of the bed and that's his. Like mm-hmm. it will never be anybody else's. That's my cat's side of the bed. If there is someone else, will they sleep on the floor or? Uh, Jack will just aggressively sleep on their head. Yeah. I remember <laughs> staying with Taylor for a week and a half in New York last summer. And I remember I woke up at some point and Jack was just like on the pillow right next to me, not asleep, staring at me. Oh, yeah. Just like, are you going to move? Are you going to stay there? Nope. You're going to stay there. Okay. I'm going to stay here then. I'm just going to keep looking at you while you sleep. It's like, I know I don't want to make this weird, but you're kind of in my spot. <laughs> so move it just became both of our spots for that week <laughs> well i want to talk about picking names for pets but before i do that let's check the group message Woo-hoo. so first up on the group message this week we have a sponsor to tell you about Woo-hoo. that's hello fresh we've heard from them before on here that's right we're supported in part by hello fresh which you may remember is a meal kit delivery service that is dedicated to making cooking fun, easy, and convenient. Now, we have all tried HelloFresh, mm-hmm. as we've mentioned before, and it is all those things. Fun, easy, and convenient. Yep. <laughs> they deliver <laughs> easy-to-follow instructions with all the ingredients you need in, in, in separate little boxes to your door. Uh, all you have to do is follow and make it. That's it. It's super easy. Yeah. You can, it comes with all the ingredients pre-measured. Ma- yeah. Maybe even make them intoxicated. I don't know. I was just doing some, some research for uh, for our listeners to understand the simplicity of these recipes. They're that easy. It's that easy. <laughs> so that shows how easy it is. And this, this month, there are all kinds of delicious um, recipes that you can check out. Shrimp and asparagus risotto, mm. Thai spiced pork and rice noodle stir fry. Mm. Those are some with meat, but they also have vegetarian meals uh which taylor has checked out some of those things like eggs in a whole skillet and caramelized shallot risotto that sounds delicious Mm. yeah the vegetarian options are awesome and like i pointed out before they are like just so like well-rounded like nutritional vegetable focused meals like as someone who tries to keep to a vegan diet even like i found them really satisfying and like really easy just to alter very simplistically and, and enjoy 100%. 100%. Yeah. They, they really are very good. And each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes for everybody, from novices to seasoned home cooks and those who are intoxicated <laughs> who are short on time. <laughs> and they're all delivered to your doorstep in a special insulated box for free. So for $35 off your first week of deliveries. What? That's right. $35 off. Oh, that's awesome. Go to HelloFresh.com and enter promo code still buffering when you subscribe so that's 35 bucks off your whole first week your whole first week that's three meals and you, you know so one quality i don't think we put it out is how incredibly grammable 
these dishes end up looking, mm-hmm. right? There mm-hmm. you go. You get some good, good Take- grams out of this. You do take a picture, make your friends jealous. Just go to HelloFresh.com, promo code still buffering, 35 bucks off your first week. What's our other sponsor this week? We have another sponsor this week. I feel like this is the first time we've had two. I think so. We're we're moving on up. (laughs) Um, uh, This week, still buffering support comes in part from Lola, a female founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners. Uh, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription, so you'll never need to make another frantic trip to the drugstore. Like, oh no, I'm running out of all the female products I need. Oh, but wait, look, got my Lola. That's right. It's it's a really cool idea because for not for everyone who has a menstrual cycle, but for a lot of people who have regular menstrual cycles, you can kind of start to predict about the time each month when you're going to need to stock up on feminine products. But even if you know it can still catch you by surprise. Mm -hmm. So the nice thing about Lola is you can set up your subscription service so that they arrive in a nice little, I would say kind of discreet packaging. It's just like a little white box. It's also, it's on that nicely, a tight little white box. You know, it it doesn't announce that you're getting your monthly tampon subscription. (laughs) (laughs) When you open Um, the box, it screams tampons. And it's it's delivered right to your door and you can personalize it for your specific menstrual needs. So whether you prefer to stick to pads or you like tampons or you like a mix of both and what uh, absorbency you're going to need with those tampons. Uh, It's all really great stuff. Um, We've all gotten it delivered and it I can vouch for the, the tampons are they work. Fun. <laughs> they were great. Um, and <laughs> they're great. They're great products, and they're super convenient to have. And if something happens, and you know you don't need any more, you have an extra stockpile, you can change, skip, or cancel literally any time. And you can change the frequency of delivery. That, that's right. And they also, it's good to know that major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. And Lola products are 100% organic cotton. Uh, even the tampon applicators are BPA-free. So They're very soft. You very know nice. exactly what you're putting in your body. Yeah. Um, and they make your month a little bit easier. Their subscription, like I said, it's fully customizable. So you choose your mix of products, what absorbency, how many boxes, how often, change, skip, cancel, whatever you need to do, it's totally flexible. Yeah. So um, what do we need to do for our listeners if they want to check this out? Well, you want to check this out. So for 60% off your first order, that's 60%, visit mylola.com and enter still buffering, all one word, when you subscribe. That's mylola, M-I-M-Y-L-O-L-A.com, promo code still buffering. We have a Jumbotron, sisters. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, We have a very special message for Aaron B. Not Aaron C or Aaron D. Or Aaron A. Nope. Aaron B. And this is from Joe and Sarah and Declan. And they say, happy birthday to our wildly inappropriate friend who has stood by us through rough times. May you have smooth sailing ahead. We'd also love if Riley sang a birthday song. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Taylor is the one that sang the birthday song before. I have have a problem with this. That's straight up. That's straight up calling out you, boo. You got to do it. Happy birthday, R&B. And here is Riley with a birthday song. This is a birthday song for my friend Erin B. Woo. I don't know how old she is turning, but I bet a great day it will be. Woohoo! Yeah. Happy birthday, Erin B. Yay! Happy birthday, Erin. Yay! Uh, Have a uh, wonderful birthday. I, I liked how you rhymed B with B, right? With B, but also <laughs> two different Bs. 
a B, yeah. a verb, and a B, an initial. Well, that's, have fun being wildly inappropriate yeah. Yeah, on your birthday. Because apparently that's how your friends describe you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, think that's, that's nice. great. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that is nice. I, 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 I think I would consider it a compliment if I was described as wildly inappropriate. Do you think I any of your well. friends would ever describe you as the wildly inappropriate friend said? I mean, I would, I'm, I would like to think so. You're so crazy, Sydney. You're so wildly inappropriate. I'd, say I'd feel very cool if my friends described me that way. <laughs> like, oh, guys, you know, I just can't help myself. You know me. <laughs> I'm so wildly inappropriate. That's actually uh, my nickname, wildly inappropriate Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. That's Aaron B. Uh, so we once had a dog one time. Did you know once. this? I have heard this story. Yes. yes. We had a dog. Its name was Lancelot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think mom named it. Lancelot was not a very intelligent dog and he was always trying to run away. And then one day he succeeded. Oh, we tried no. very hard to stop him. <laughs> but then one day he, he beat us. He won the game and he ran away and it was very sad. Um, but that was the end of our dog time because dogs were very high maintenance and we were not up to that. And then our success, our, our, our series of cats, the reign of <laughs> Isadora, Isadora began. <laughs> there was oh. Isadora 1 and Isadora 2, and there were many Isadoras that followed. Isadora was the best cat, the original Isadora. The original Isadora. I never, I never had an Isadora that quite measured up to the original Isadora. Didn't they all look exactly the same, too? Yes, I'm a big fan of uh, black cats with, like, white paws. Yeah. Oh, I like those cats. Yeah. And, like, white bellies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of my cats looked fairly similar. Um, there was the whole run of Isadoras. And I don't know where I got these names. Isadora? Yeah. I bet you that came from Mom about the dancer, Isadora Duncan. I bet oh, that's that where it came been from, it. too. Yeah. I bet you that's where that came from. I also used to wish I was named Isadora. <laughs> I used to wish I was named Molly. Did you name any pets Molly? No, but my username on Webkins and um, other websites was always Molly6829. <laughs> don't ask me why. I mean, Molly's a very cute name. Yeah. I don't know why I wish it was my name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that had nothing to do with pets. <laughs> uh, we named that cat Trouble because it was Trouble. We named Tommy Girl Tommy Girl because we thought Tommy Girl was uh, cool. It was very in fashion. I had Tommy Girl perfume for a while. <laughs> And also, we thought Dad would like it if it was named after him. It didn't. He didn't. No, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. He still didn't like the cat. Mm. Yeah. That uh, seemed to be a, a running theme. I think as I got older, I went more for, like, pop culture names. So, mm-hmm. like, when we got CJ, we knew we were either going to name her CJ for the press secretary from West Wing, or we are going to name her Anya from Buffy. But then when we looked at her, she just looked like a CJ. Like a CJ. I couldn't she see just, her as Anya. No, she just had a CJ look, and so... She was CJ. Uh, Amelia, our other cat, a name for Amelia Pond from from Doctor Who, of course, uh, was initially named Toby from West Wing. And then we realized that, <laughs> that <laughs> Toby, Toby is a girl. Yeah. We, we didn't know. We, they were both rescues. So when we got Amelia, we, she was very tiny and we were not clear on it. And obviously I'm not very good at figuring out <laughs> cat, cat, cat anatomy. Cat anatomy is not my strong suit. We took it to the vet and they were like, this is Toby. Mm, well, <laughs> well, I uh, came back Amelia. I helped name my, um, my roommate's dog, my uh, couple roommates ago. Um, 
But I was super against getting a dog. We had a very small apartment. We already had two cats. Um, and and so, like, for the first year we lived together, it was just her gradually trying to wear me down. Like, but I want a dog. But no, you can't have one. But I want one. You can't have one. And then finally one morning, I had, like, worked really late for a really long shift the night before. Got a little drunk afterwards. I woke up just super hungover and still pretty tired. And she was sitting next to my bed, like, with an orange soda and a sandwich. Came over, gave it to me, like, you know, gave me a hug and was like, but can I get a dog? I'm like, yes, fine, you can get a dog, but only if we can name it Blue Tar Star Destroyer. <laughs> and I don't know where the name came from. <laughs> Just in that moment, that seemed to be the only, like, you know, like resistance I had. And she said, okay. And so now she lives back in California, and the dog's still with her. She calls it Blue, but its full name is Blue Tar Star Destroyer. Nice. Aww. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I named any of my pets what I named them. Um, my guinea pig was named Pupcake. I don't know why. I don't remember what I named my hamster or my bunny. Um, but Tinkerbell was Tinkerbell. And, well, my other cat Prim was Prim from the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why I named Tinkerbell Tinkerbell because it had nothing to do with her coloring. I don't know. I think it's funny. I, I assume when you're younger, you name them more like just names you like yeah. or cute words. Yeah. And then it was very much for me like all pop culture decisions after mm-hmm. that as I got older. Yeah. Um, I I think when I got Tinkerbell, I forgot cats get bigger. So uh-huh. I got her and she was very, very small. I was like, oh, she's like a little fairy. It's like a little Tinkerbell. And then she got bigger. It's like, well, now I have this fat cat named Tinkerbell. <laughs> my, now, my, my current animal, my cat, is named Jack. Uh, Jack, it's a pop culture reference, but it's so many. There's so many good Jacks. Like... It's yeah. one of the names that the Joker sometimes his like former aliases. Um, at the time, I was reading uh, the Invisibles, and there's a character named Jack in that. So it was like Jack is just a good name for lots mm-hmm. of things. Jack from the Titanic. Sure, wasn't thinking of that one, but that's one. Um, Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain uh-huh. Jack. Uh, his full name is Jack Caddington Butt Butt, but he's gotten a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those other names are just silly. No, I like his full name. Yeah. I, think, I think you should go by that more often. <laughs> That's JCBD. what I say when he's when he's in trouble. Jack Caddington, butt butt. Stop. I, he doesn't do anything wrong. I don't know. <laughs> he's, I know. he's perfect. I have to do that with CJ. Claudia Jean McElroy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she she's our child, so she took our last name, of course. Right. Obviously. Right. Yeah. Now, I did have the, the only kind of out there pet that I ever had was an iguana. <laughs> and I did have an iguana for quite a while. My sixth grade science teacher had an iguana in the classroom, and I, I just thought she was the best, Miss V. She was the most amazing teacher, and uh, I, I credit her with a lot of my interest in science. And she also had an iguana, and I thought it was so cool, and I liked to hold it in the classroom. And so I talked mom and dad into letting me get an iguana for home. Which was good for a while. Uh, he was very chill. His name, of course, was Jimmy Buffett. Right. <laughs> that was the iguana's name. I, I actually used to call him JB most often. Makes sense. Uh, JB would sit on my shoulder and I would like do stuff like do homework and hang out in my room with an iguana on my shoulder. Cool. <laughs> which made me look quite eccentric, which I enjoyed at the time. Right. And uh, it was all great. He actually really loved listening to Jimmy Buffett, by the way. Did he? How did well, you I mean, tell? He would be very chill when I would turn Jimmy Buffett on. But didn't you say he was always chill? 
Well, but especially Phil. <laughs> Super chill. He put on his way chill iguana face. He put on a, his sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, a couple exactly. problems. A couple <laughs> problems happened with with <laughs> Jimmy with JB. Uh, one, he got so big, man. He got. He, I didn't. Was not prepared for how big this iguana was going to get, and like we kept having to upgrade the tank. And mom and dad were not thrilled about that. And then the the kicker was one day I reached in to grab him. And he kind of scurried as I went to pick him up and I grabbed his tail instead of his body, which you're not supposed to do with iguanas. Right. Because if you grab their tail and I was not, please understand, I was not trying to pull this iguana's tail off. I was trying to pick my iguana up out of its tank. Its tail came off. (laughs) And that was traumatizing to me as a child. I was horrified by what I had done. And I could not handle this iguana after. I became so scared. And it it grows back. It grows back kind of weird looking. But it grew back. But I was so scared after that that I'd hurt it again. And so I was terrified to hold it. I was terrified to pick it up. I'd like apologize to it all the time. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> oh, I'm um, so sorry, Jimmy Buffett. I didn't I mean was. to name you Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, I didn't mean to pull your tail off, man. <laughs> I was so upset by it. Like, and I remember like mom and dad, I, like I talked to my science teacher about it and she was like, oh, it's okay. It happens. It, you're, you know, you didn't pull it off. They drop their tails. Yeah. Well, it's like a defense thing. Right. Like if they're being attacked by a predator, they drop their tail. Their tail kind of still wiggles for a little while and they run away. Yes, like it, and it does wiggle, and Ugh. it's it's scary. <laughs> it really just it overwhelmed me, and I became very like anxious about the pet. And after that, I um, it was never the same. And so we gave we gave JB away Poor little to one Buffett. of my cousins, to one of our cousins. Oh. And uh, JB like was huge and fat and happy and lived a very long happy life. So nothing sad happened to JB, but um, I was no longer the eccentric iguana girl. <laughs> I, I also had a short dog time, and I was not big on dog time either. I just remembered my dog's name was Charlie, because I'd always wanted oh, no. to name a kid I had Charlie, no. if I ever had one. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to have a kid anytime soon, because I'm like 10. I'm going to name my dog Charlie. We named the dog Charlie. <laughs> um, she was, oh, it was a girl, and I was still on the idea that a girl should be named Charlie. Sydney, thank you for taking that idea from me. Hey, um, I was always going to name my daughter Charlie. Um, but she was a wiener dog, and I liked her very much at first. And then she became very hard to handle, as dogs do. And mom told me she sent her to obedience school. That is not the case. <laughs> she, um, now, again, nothing bad happened to this dog. That sounds like the euphemism for something terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing bad got, happened to the dog. Which, this still sounds like a euphemism to me, but I think this is actually what happened to this dog. Mom had a friend that lives in another state that breeds wiener dogs. Yeah, and has like a farm. And has like a farm for wiener dogs and took our wiener dog. Yeah. So the Where'd dog went to the puppy farm. Except it was really a Except puppy farm. Except it was farm. really a puppy farm. <laughs> it, was not, it was not a fake, fake, like that, no. Nothing bad happened. The, the dog really is like, I don't know. Um, but I don't it's know. It's well cared for. Let me just say that. Yeah. If it's just our personality types or if it is most people in general, because I seem to find this a lot more common now, uh, that people lean towards cats in like, bigger areas like new york or even in areas like here just because they're less maintenance it just seems like i know more people that are cat people as opposed to dog people and i think it's very hard to be both 
I think you got to have room for a dog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless they're a little, I'm, I don't know, maybe not so much for the real little teeny dogs. Right. But, but I, uh, yeah, if you're going to have a larger dog. dogs are dog. easier because they're a lot more chill. Is that That's, the case? Right. I mean, there, there are so many dog owners in New York City. And I do always wonder, like, what do you, where do you live that this giant putting? dog is cool? Although I have had people tell me that certain, I mean, it, it's breed to breed as far as what kind of, what space an animal needs with dogs. But, like, some big dogs actually don't need a lot of space. They don't run around a lot. And some smaller mm-hmm. dogs need a ton of space. So it's not necessarily the size of the dog. It's just the, getting the right breed that's fit for the city. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it's just, I think people that are more introverted tend to be cat people. Um, I think it's just because you don't have to take it out. It kind of sits inside with you. You don't have to play with it. You don't have to be energetic. Just, you know, chill. And I, I think, I think a lot more people are introverted now. I think that's just a lot more of the social norm. I, I think the difference between cat people and dog people are best expressed in what we describe as kisses from both animals. Like, you know, a dog jumps up on you, licks your face. It's like, oh, he's kissing you. A cat, and I've had people, this is what, this is a cat kiss. They just blink at you slowly. Like. That's a cat kiss? That's a cat, a cat kiss? kiss. It's not when they lick your hand? No, no. They just look at you and they, you know, when they kind of squeeze their eyes closed and they open them again slowly? Yeah. That's a kiss. <laughs> That's, like, I didn't know that. From know across that. the room, I slowly blink at you. What? That means I like you. That's enough. That's enough. That's all you need. <laughs> I yeah well and for me I I have friends who have recently actually several who've gotten dogs and they have to be more organized because you have to like come home and make sure like you're letting your dog out to pee or poop or I mean feeding your dog and walking your dog and like you I am not organized enough to do that like cats are a lot more low maintenance where like they're they're happy to just chill, especially since we've got friend cats now. Since I got a pet for my pet, friend cats. Yeah, they're happy to just chill, and you know, obviously, I take the time to feed them and all that. But I don't have to worry about letting yeah. them out. I don't have to if I have a long day where I'm going to be away from the house all day. I don't have to stress about a cat being there. But I know my friends who have dogs, especially new dogs, you got to have time for that. Like that yeah. requires a little more organization than maybe I am up to. I remember babysitting once for two little kids who also had two large dogs. Very energetic, very excitable. And the mom's saying, I'm going to be gone for the next few hours. The dogs have to go out every two hours. So, like, you're going to have to take them out probably twice. I was like, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) I was told I was taking care of children, not dogs. (laughs) Um, And she was like, well, they'll show you how to do it. And these little kids are, like, six and four. They'll show you how to do it. These six and four-year-old just took the dogs out sat with him for a minute and then took him back in well better at it than i was oh there you go yeah i'm I'm always amazed at other bartenders that have dogs because like the like I, and i have friends that do it and it's like oh i'm you know on a 10 hour 12 hour shift i just need a break in the middle at some point so i can go walk my dog and come back or like you know walking your dog at like 5 a.m when you get home from working it's like i could never be that organized or figure that out with my schedule no that's that's great for people who are. And if Justin decides we ever get a dog, he's going to be that person. Not <laughs> the one who does all the walking. Now, we haven't talked a lot about the differences now and then uh-huh. between pets. Because, I mean, you know, I don't think I don't think that has shifted hugely. Huge but one thing I, I was thinking about is that, Tay, when we were younger, we would get animals largely rescues. Um, 
actually only rescues. We only ever got rescues. Yeah. But I don't think we were, which was good, but I don't think we were thinking about it as obviously we would get rescues. We would not get, you know, dogs that were bred or dogs from a pet store or something. Um, it wasn't an ethical, intentional decision. It was just kind of what we did. They were cheaper and easily available. And yeah. um, and it's what mom and dad had us do, and that's what we did. Now, um, like the cats I have gotten in my adult life, very intentionally, were rescues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would not buy an animal from a breeder or something. Mm-hmm. Riley, do you think that's shifted, like that awareness? Um, I At least all of my friends that have pets, I know dogs and cats have been rescues just because we know there's, you know, breeding isn't great. Like, it's probably better to take rescues who need homes and aren't as t- well taken care of. I mean, my two cats, one came from an ad in the newspaper that someone was just, like, had them on their porch in a box with her and her brothers and sisters, like, just sitting out there to take. And then the other one was found in a garbage bag in, like, a dumpster with mm-hmm. her mom and her brothers and sisters. Um, so, I mean, it, you're helping animals that aren't, you know, pampered and taken care of and always fed. And I think it's just better to take care of rescues. And at least me and all of my friends have always only taken rescues for pets. Mm -hmm. For pets, I will say, for pets that you can only get, for pets that you can get rescues. I mean, when I had a hamster, I was (laughs) not getting a rescue rescue hamster. hamster. (laughs) I got the hamster from the pet store. Yeah, that's true. I didn't have a rescue iguana. (laughs) But also, like, here's my question that I thought about when just making that statement about not getting rescue hamster. Where do hamsters live in the wild? Like, where do the hamsters run free? Like, where do do hamsters come? Do hamsters run free? Probably not. They're just domesticated now, right? Are they? Did they ever just run free? Were there ever fields of just hamsters running free? I'm sure there must I don't know. <laughs> Herds of hamsters. Have you we been have to, to the hamster fields? I don't know. I, I really, I don't know anything about animals, obviously. Oh, man. I've always thought about that. Um, but yeah, it, it, for me and my friends in my circle of people, at least, it's always been rescue, rescue cats mostly. I mostly have cat people friends, but hmm. rescue is, animals. Is there more of an awareness, do you think, of like animal treatment and you know, trying to prevent animal cruelty. And that, and issues like when we're talking about breeding, our concern is that there are so many pets that don't, you know, that are just abandoned or left out and that need homes and need, mm-hmm. you know, they're domesticated pets. They can't fend for themselves right. out in the wild. And so they need humans to care for them. And when you breed pets and sell them, those, you know, we're, we're not taking care of all those pets that need homes. So that's, right. that's kind of what we're getting at. Is there more of an awareness in general of those issues? Um, I think there definitely is, mainly because it's most prevalent to me in terms of makeup. And I know a lot of companies, a lot more companies at least, used to test their products on animals. Um, And I now don't buy from people that I know test on animals. I have made the mistake a few times of buying something and not researching ahead of time and then realizing afterwards that they do and then just like not ever buying from that brand again. But... I know that now I have a list saved on my phone of like drugstore brands and high-end brands that don't test on animals and those are the only bands, brands I'll buy from just because there are plenty of places you can get makeup that you don't have to buy from people who test on animals. And I just, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary to feed into that. And I, all of my friends do the same thing. We always watch and go through our makeup together. We were all together the other day and we went through all of our makeup and the list of brands that are cruelty-free and checked and made sure all of our products were cruelty-free. 
same thing with clothes i made the mistake a few years ago of buying uggs and uggs are very popular and apparently the way they make the lining of the inside of ugg boots is very unethical and mm-hmm. um treats the animals they come from very poorly i'm not exactly sure what animal they come from but i don't wear them or buy them anymore just because that's that. it that's interesting that's a very sophisticated understanding of that issue that i certainly didn't have i mean i think growing mm-hmm. up like i i never had fur mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have had real fur no. yeah not that to be fair didn't have a lot of fake fur either yeah. not not really so a fur. walking around like fur boots <laughs> not really fur a girl. fur girl no. no so so it wasn't i wasn't missing that but like i had that awareness like well i would never wear fur because fur is bad right but uh that i i don't think i it would have ever occurred to me when i was a teenager to look at my makeup products and think i wonder if they're tested on animals i would think right. about that now as an adult but not as a teenager yeah, uh, no, that's that's only something that I'm like very recently paying more and more attention to and trying to be more informed about because, I mean, <laughs> there are a million like good ethical environmental reasons to consider a more plant-based diet, perhaps be vegan. But the main reason that I did it was legitimately like I was laying in bed with my cat and I was like, I shouldn't eat your friends. It's really messed up of me to do that. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go vegan for you, Jack. And Jack gave me a cat kiss. He blinked at me. So that was, that was approval. Um, but, but yeah, like it's, you know, so it's based out of a trying to be kinder to animals. I'm, I mean, I'm in my thirties and it's the first time that I've ever done that kind of research. Well, that makes me feel bad because I'm going to continue to eat animals. (laughs) It's, it's fine. You know, if you can look your cat in the eye every day and eat his friends it's cool. now i don't eat cat <laughs> now to be fair every time this, this i when hyperbole. i make myself a turkey sandwich and i open that container of turkey the sound of the plastic lid opening brings cj <laughs> running so i think cj's okay with the turkey because she comes running and just sits there staring at me i would also like to point that out turkey? Um, us three as sisters together united fed dune cats straight up munch meat <laughs> several years in a row that's oh. right yeah, no, I mean, I give Jack a can of tuna when he's a yeah. when he's being a good good boy sometimes. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. right. We found um, there, at the place we used to stay at the beach, there were always cats collected on the dunes. Oh, that's on right. Our, that's below our balcony, and we would throw turkey off our balcony. It was always the last day <laughs> yeah, when we were cats. leaving, and we were like, "Well, we can't keep this leftover lunch meat. It's not going to keep in like the car ride home. We got to do something with it. Don't just want to throw it away." So we threw it out the window of the dune cats. Those are all those are all feral cats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There were a lot of wild cats on that island. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just know that recently it seems like maybe animal cruelty and things like that have maybe been brought to light more, like highlighted more as companies that are doing it. Maybe as in your all's time, it was happening, but you all like didn't know it was happening or making a decision not to pay attention to it. I think maybe just people didn't know everything that happens in places where like makeup companies test on animals or clothing made from animals. Um, I just think now it's become, with media and stuff, it's become more well-known how animals are treated when it comes to cosmetic companies. And it's easy to, with the abundance of makeup brands and skincare brands, it's easy to pick from one that doesn't absolutely treat animals badly. Yeah. And for all of my fur products now, <laughs> <laughs> for my fur suit that I wear, uh-huh. my big... Barbaloot suit. Yeah, my barbaloot suit that I wear, which is obviously fake. Right. <laughs> it's not made from real barbaloots. Don't worry. Save the barbaloots. <laughs> well, thank you, sisters. I, I have enjoyed 
reminiscing about our pets and talking about, I think, I think that's a really interesting difference now, Riley. And I'm Mm -hmm. glad to hear that with your generation. Cause I think it's, it was really something that there was very little awareness of when we were younger. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I think we are catching up to it now, but you may be ahead of us in that, in that realm. Um, thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, if you, uh, like our show, you could check out other wonderful podcasts at our, our parent network, our, <laughs> never our, said that before. I don't know. To, you know, parent? Our, our parent network, <laughs> maximumfun.org. You can email us at maximumfun.org. That's still buffering at maximumfun.org. And I would encourage you to do that. Uh, if you have any thoughts, suggestions, questions, um, you can also join our Facebook group, Still Buffering on Facebook. You can tweet at us at Still Buff. And I want to say thank you to the novellas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> for our theme song, <laughs> Baby, You Change Your Mind. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And, and I, I was, was too. Yay. Yay. Chaotic Bro, Natural Jaeger, Picosby, Mount Armus. The USS Entrepreneur. Dustbuster Club. Drunk Shimoda. What are we talking about? Some of the many delightful nonsenses that are now important running gags in the Star Trek podcast we still can't believe we're actually making. The Greatest Generation is a show that is reviewing Star Trek The Next Generation episode by episode, but it's much sillier and has more fart jokes than that makes it sound. Our reputations may never recover. You can get our show at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.